Dear Diary, today I take the next step, the next step in being an ADHD life coach at Indigo Hub. I can't believe it's happening. I want to build, create and discover a place for us to truly be ourselves. I think this journey will be... Dear Diary, welcome world and welcome to the Indigo Diaries. The Indigo Diaries is a podcast for those who want to learn about neurodivergency through others and our own experiences. And with your host, me, Tasha Hicklin. Welcome back, everyone. I'm a bit rusty today, I'm not going to lie. I just took a week vacation and that seems to happen when I come back, transitioning back into life and work and everything is quite difficult. So uh, bear with me, but I'm really excited to be back on my first blade back with Holly again for part three of Boundaries. And I'm excited to be here with you. We'll get through this. We don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> I think we we're both very familiar with the the topic and and so we'll we'll have a good conversation today. Yeah, we always do. Um and just we wanted to kind of give you listeners a bit of a background about kind of what we've been talking about. Part one, we talked about kind of identifying your needs when you're uncomfortable, you know, in your life, identifying where in your life you're not feeling okay, where your energy is low. That's maybe where a boundary or unmet need is happening. Step two was about challenging those thoughts, figuring out the facts versus the story. And we talked about the four R's, which was recognize, respond, reflect and reframe. And today we're going into step three, which is kind of the advocating for yourself. Yeah. I think it's, you know, as you've reviewed from our, our previous conversations on this, it's once we figure out how we we really feel and what we need, then then we are able to advocate, mm. to start to advocate yeah. um, and put some boundaries in place. So it is important to take the time to identify what your needs are and to really figure out um, what's going on so that you can identify what the boundaries are and then how to put them in place. Because it's equally as challenging to then do something new by by setting boundaries. Yeah. And that's the thing I think without, we took, that's why we wanted to do this in three kind of parts because we felt that there was three parts to this. Because if we don't identify what we need and we don't, look at actually what we need versus what other people need and really reflect on how we feel about it, then it can be really hard to advocate because you're not advocating for what you need. You, you know, you're advocating more from a people pleasing or rejection point of view rather than yourself. So I think it's, you know, if you're kind of coming into today's and you've not listened to the other two, I would, I would really kind of encourage you to go back and listen to them because I, I do think that that is, you know, we I hear a lot in kind of social media about setting boundaries, setting boundaries, but in order to set the boundaries, you've got to know what they are, right? You can't just one day wake up and go, right, I'm going to tell this person this, but what is this? What is it for? And, you know, I really think that those parts are very crucial. Yeah. It's, it's going to change either something in you or a dynamic with another person or a team or a social group of people it's going to when you introduce that boundary it's going to bring about about change which is going to cause some discomfort so it's it's really important to be grounded in what you want and what you need mm. um, to be in that place to face some of that discomfort that might come up so yeah 
And like, and, and then when we're in, we talked about last time, we're in that discomfort, that's fight or flight. So the more you can practice kind of going through these steps, the more you're going to be, be more proactive or be kind of less discomfort and be more comfortable with it. And I just want to say that this is not like, you know, you decide, you go through these three steps and that's it, your boundaries put in place and that's it. You know, you're always, your, your boundaries are always going to be tested by other people, by time, by energy, all this thing. And boundaries will change. And I think that this process is very continuous. Like even now, like, you know, a couple of years after going through my own coaching journey, I'm still having to put in boundaries or put in new boundaries because things change. And I think that's really clear that like these three steps doesn't mean that's it, I've done. It's these three steps are going to need to be in most parts of our life for most of the time we're here on earth, you know. Yeah, you know, as you say that, Natasha, I was getting this image of this um particular area I like to hike in and sometimes a long period of time goes by before I can can get back and was there recently and noticed some huge spots where erosion is happening Mm -hmm. and they've had to the park service has had to move the fence to adjust to keep people safe because now there's this steep drop off and it's it's that same kind of idea like we're constantly going to be have to moving and adjusting things unfortunately (laughs) just because we set something in place doesn't mean it's gonna stay there and last and stay true for the rest of our life so there is a sense of kind of of fluidity around this too and and flexibility yeah so when like when we say advocating and like putting our back like boundaries in place like what would your definition of that be of advocating. I mean, I think that really comes back to identifying what you need and and thinking about what's true um, and how you feel and then thinking about how you can express that, whether it's in a work situation or social or personal relationship. So it doesn't always, I'm probably jumping ahead, but it doesn't always guarantee that you get what you want in the sense of the outcome looking exactly as you want and it's important to be able to communicate it and have your voice be heard and then to also set up those boundaries if um you know for protection emotional energetic mm-hmm. you know energy conserving your energy or whatever that looks like yeah i like that word express you know, the step three is basically being able to express what you need and what you want and what what would work for you. And when you express it, it doesn't mean the person's going to go, yes, and then do it, you know, that, you know, a conversation or discussing, but it's being able to hold your end and then, you know, allow time for that and, and be able to keep expressing it. And I think that comes down to, you know, to trust yourself and being able to trust your own time your own energy your own perspective everything because when you trust yourself then you'll know exactly kind of how to you know how to set it how to advocate and how to express what exactly what you need that's why those first two steps are so key yeah and and along with that idea of expressing you know I'm thinking with neurodivergence you know you've talked about the number of negative messages that are Mm -hmm. received early on in life the amount of masking that sometimes needs to be done, um, being told you're not enough or you're too much. And so there's this sense of 
something is wrong with a person, you know, fundamentally wrong with a person. And so the voice can get stuffed down or buried under layers or squashed. And so the practice of learning to express yourself and help yourself be heard instead of shrinking and trying to um, hide behind all of that is really important. That's a whole nother topic, (laughs) you know, stuffing emotions and stuffing your voice and what that can do physically and emotionally. Um, yeah, but I think that's why step two is so crucial about figuring out exactly what it is, you know, recognizing how you're feeling, what your response is, then reflecting if it's true, because then when you're can really reflect on how you're doing and how you need to reframe it, that's when that you can kind of really get your point across. And I know that like we came with people, please and rejection, all those things can be, you know, quite a barrier with putting boundaries in place. And I think that's why, you know, in most cases, you know, I find that boundaries are all, you can be proactive, but there's sometimes we have to be reactive, but, you know, going through these steps in your, in your mind and preparing for setting a boundary is a great way to do it because then you can actually, you know, know how you're feeling, know what your thoughts are and really get to your voice before then you take that step to advocate. So, you know, what's so interesting to me about people pleasing is that we've, we've named it that as though we spend time and energy pleasing other people. And actually there's something that a person needs out of that scenario. If they're working so hard to please, there's a fear of losing something in their life that they need or a person in their life or a relationship in their life or a job that they need. And, and it's so funny. It just keeps looping back to step one, which is identifying needs. So it's not always all about just the straight fact of keeping other people healthy and having no boundaries is that there is likely some need deep inside that's being met by keeping this person, these people, this situation in, in their life. Yeah. And that's why going back to step one and then, you know, figure out what the need is and then step two, you know, then wiping away everybody else can then help you to then know exactly what you need. And I think the more proactive we can be around this, the better it will be because it's hard in the moment, right? You know, when emotions, all this fire or flight get in the way, it can be really hard to set a boundary. So the most we can do proactively is going to be, is going to be crucial here. Yeah. So what would you say is kind of, like what, what, how can people advocate for themselves? I think it takes work then to figure out what the implementation of that looks like. And I know we mentioned this in the last episode, but this, this could be, you know, depending on the scenario that this is around or the depth of um, internal work that this is tied to, especially if there's previous trauma or something else going on that it can take the support of, of a coach or a therapist or, um, someone else who maybe has a little bit more objectivity and can help, um, an individual figure out what to say and perhaps even practice and role play. Mm. Um, and I think it'd be an important role to play things going well, because oftentimes we just assume they, they may not go well. And I think it can be important to role play, 
um, through that scenario of kind of that response that might be feared mm -hmm. if, if a person is trying to put a boundary in place. Yeah, I think that's really crucial. It's like, you know, being able to, that's proactive, being able to do it before it actually happens because then you'll be able to know, you know, because sometimes we get, which we talked about last time, we get so kind of wound up in the, how people are going to react or respond we don't we don't actually then say anything and that's why I think you know d doing it in that in a safe space where you've got the time and time to have to do that helps you to be able to get out what it exactly it is that you want and also sometimes it can be hard because we act on impulse in the moment of like oh I, yeah you know like when someone says you know, can you take on this extra work project? Oh, yeah, okay. And actually, no, I don't have the time, all that stuff. So that's why I think for me, having things in the moment that can buy me time is really crucial to allow me to have time to go to my therapist or speak to my partner or, you know, speak in that safe place of being able to role model, you know. And we said last time, no one can argue with, you know, oh, can you just give me a minute? I'll, I'll get back to you or... You know, my favorite is I'm just going to go to the toilet and we carry on this conversation afterwards. Or can we carry on the conversation after lunch? I need to check my diary. Having those like almost like go to statements in the moment can help buy you time so that you can be more proactive rather than reactive. Yeah, I mean, that's that's really important. And it, it comes back to that that moment of just pausing and saying, okay, here I am again. And my, my nature is to jump in and say, yes, because this sounds fun or it's the next new shiny mm -hmm. thing, or I don't want this person to be angry with me. Mm -hmm. And that's where a lot of the work is right there is just mm -hmm. pausing and kind of giving a non-answer, but politely buying yourself some more time and that goes be back to being able to learn to trust yourself the more that you can show up for yourself and keep yourself in that space then the then the more strength you're going to gain to be able to advocate for yourself and then take the next step which is what does that look like to set the boundary and then follow through on maintaining that yeah, I think that's crucial. Like we've been talking about this proactiveness, right? You know, being able to create that space, you know, in those moments to, to do it. And, and that takes proactiveness. You know, I actually used to have like these statements like written on my desk so that I would know what to say when it came up. Or I, I made this rule where like any any decision that I needed to make that would need time, I would have to use that statement just to get me to proactively practice using it. And I think yeah. that's what it's about. It's about really trying to create that space so you can go to step one and step two or, you know, go into step one and two first and going, oh, there's something going on here. You know, what boundary do I need to put in place and then practicing it and all this stuff to then be able to advocate. And I think, Natasha, I think that word practice is so mm. key. It's like we've talked about with mindfulness and so many other things. It it takes a lot of practice and yeah. if if this is deeply rooted in in other things um it's it's not going to come naturally and easily so that practice is going to be mm -hmm. an important piece and I was also thinking as you were talking about having your phrases that you use something that's helped me is watching other people around me who I respect or admire that have such a lovely way of doing that I've learned so much by watching 
other people graciously navigate their way through these situations. And then I've just mm -hmm. kind of taken parts of that and, and, and made it my own and what feels authentic to me. Yeah. Um, but the, the power of watching someone else model that and just watching and learning can be really helpful. And to watch someone successfully do it can also help fill up that, you know, that bank account of confidence and strength for what's yeah. needed. I think that's really crucial, you know, watching someone do it, talking with someone, an objective person to, you know, to come up with that, because then it can make like you feel like you're not on your own, because setting boundaries is a skill. It is a very, you know, it's a skill and we've got to be willing to make mistakes and, you know, and sometimes we don't communicate what we need. And especially when we're neurodivergent, communication is a real barrier, you know, and it can be really hard to do this. So, you know, you know, watching others, watching videos we're going to put some below you know anything you could do to make this easier make you feel more comfortable mm. is crucial here really I think that's probably the most crucial thing than anything we're going to say after this because that's when you're going to really when you feel it yourself then you're really going to you know start advocating exactly for what you need yeah and and going back to something you said earlier about practicing this in a safe setting, that's really important too, because the, the fear of rejection, you know, a lot of what we talked about in the previous episode, that's all going to come up and perhaps even stronger um, because of the fear around that. So whatever safe relationship you have, that's really a great way mm -hmm. to just practice it. Yeah as well yeah. and build up the confidence and the trust in yourself yeah because the more you can do that then the more then you're going to be able to put these boundaries in place you know setting a boundary with someone safe first is always a good way of doing it you know before you start doing it at work or with people you can't be yourself you know saying to your your best friend like hi you know I'm I'm really tired today I, I don't want I'm, I don't feel like I can meet you today because then they're going to be able to you know, especially you've got a safe person, that that response you're going to get is going to be a lot more positive or a lot more understanding than someone, or you're going to be able to guess that a bit more because you're going to know them, there's going to be certainty around what they might say compared to someone that you don't know or a new relationship. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so we're going to come back after the break. And after the break, we're going to kind of talk into how then, we've talked a bit about kind of how, the steps to get into that point but then we're going to talk a bit about how we can actually say it and we're out if you would like any more information on indigo hub or our indigo support group then please check out our website below or our link to our social media platforms or email at indigohub.adhd at gmail.com. If you would like to offer any comments, feedback, get support, or if you're interested in the world hearing your story, then please reach out through any of our avenues. As said before, have a positive week. Check in again later. And we're out. And we're back. And before the break, we were talking about kind of 
putting boundaries in place and what to actually do. You know, we talked about creating that space. So then, you know, modeling, looking at other people. Um, But we felt like we wanted to really give you kind of a clear, concrete thing to take away for step three of actually how to do that. Like how to, you know, when you're in that space to do it, we talked about, you know, identifying your needs, challenging your thoughts, giving yourself that time and the space to actually put the boundary in place, you know, not choosing a time when you're stressed or, you know, really having that time. But then it's actually then how to articulate that. And we've kind of took a few things from what we've seen and we'll put them below. There's the four C's and the AEO, but we've we've we think just the most simple way to do it. Holla. We were just talking about acknowledging what you need or what you're experiencing and then offering what you feel the boundary needs to be. So very well, I don't want to say simple. It's not going to feel simple probably to, to do it, but in ter- it's just, it's two parts and trying to keep, m- to minimize the amount of words that are used in explaining that so that you don't lose the other person, especially um, if it's uh, an uncomfortable or uh, situation with conflict. Um, yeah. So we'll give you an example. So let's say, I don't know, um, it works, someone asks you to take a project on, right? And you don't feel like you've got the time or space to do that, right? Acknowledging would be saying, and I like using the word I rather than you, because I think it means you rather than directing at them. I think that's when people, when you start the word, using the language of you, people then start getting. So I, you might you might say, you know, I understand that this is really important, this this project. However, right now, I don't feel like I have the space or the time to be able to, you know, produce the work um, to my best of my ability. And then, so I've acknowledged myself what I need, offer. Maybe um, we could put it on hold for now and then look at it again in a few months when things are less busy. I was just, um, that, that very ending part, I was just thinking of something similar um, because it's important to acknowledge that it might be a priority either for your job or to the supervisor or the other mm-hmm. person. And so what you just, that example you just gave honors and respects the person speaking it. And it also honors and respects the person mm-hmm. on the other side that had a request and that was, that was receiving that. Yeah. And I, I'm going to give you another one, like more of a neurodivergent one, just so we can kind of get into both that stuff. So I had to actually set a, a boundary a couple of weeks ago around um, about um, when I go to people's houses, I can't have main lights on. I really struggle and uh, I get home and have migraines. So I, I so I said, like, I understand that this is your house. Um, however, I find lights really triggering. Is there any? And then like uh, it makes me sensory overloaded. And I, you know, I've got a big thing tomorrow. And then I offered with, do you mind if we have a lamp on instead? You know, or Mm -hmm. is there a way we can minimize it together? And the person was like, yeah, no worries. Just put the lamp on. Like, like, it was like, (laughs) no big deal. I was all sweating. But it's that thing of, I acknowledged it. I didn't over explain it. Go on like, oh, it's all right if you don't want to do it. And then I just offered and then they said, yeah. But I think that word we were saying about that word offer is really quite, a great word for 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 your boundary 
It is. It's, it's respectful. It's stepping into that scenario, understanding that the other person also has needs and being willing to hear what their thoughts are or their responses. Mm-hmm. Um, and to even maybe open it up for, like you said, you were willing to have a little bit of a compromise or to partner with them on a solution. So um, it's just a very respectful way to honor both people's needs in, in the communication. Yeah, because yeah, like, you know, let's say you were playing a game or something and they wanted the big light on, right? You know, that's their need and they need to be able to see it all, you know, or something, you know, can I bring in an extra lamp from the other room or can I move it closer to it? Like, I think that if we just acknowledge a boundary, sometimes that can, what we talked about last time, it can be too much of a bound. I don't say too much, but a solid boundary where we're not compromise and and like that thing of you know as long as people are being res- in responding respectfully you know if people are coming back at you like what you don't need that don't be silly then that's different you know that's a whole other mm-hmm. ball game and that week you know we could do a whole other thing about conflict you know that's a whole different thing where you know or people don't acknowledge what you need and are not willing to compromise themselves or you know trying to downplay what you're trying to do but I think it is really important that we do when we do offer a boundary it's not always going to look like what we're offering sometimes there is going to be need to be that middle ground yeah yeah and I think what you did in both of those examples was you kept it about you Mm. in in the way that ideally then we we don't know the other person or what lens they're they're viewing it through but in a way that tries to help them stay open and receptive to hearing. So with that I language Mm -hmm. and keeping it about you and a minimal explanation, you're doing everything you can to set up the scenario for the other person to also feel respected and like what they, that their needs matter as well. Yeah. Yeah. Because everybody's got boundaries and everybody's got needs. And sometimes some people's needs are more, right? You know, and sometimes people's needs are different. But I do feel sometimes that, you know, you know, I, I've seen it before with clients where they'll say, right, I need this and that's it. But then that is kind of those solid brick boundaries rather than the squidgy one because we can't always get exactly what we need in that moment. You know, and if that person says, no, really sorry, it's nighttime. I can't put the lamp on. I need the big light on. Okay, that's fine. I'll, I, before it gets too dark, I'll go home. You know, it, it's that thing of, okay, if, if they can't meet your need, okay, then change it. You know, change what you, you know, if they can't have the lamp, okay, I'll go home. Or can we do this? I think it's really important to be looking at different possibilities. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And I think um, it's also important to add in here that there may be some discomfort afterwards, depending on the outcome of the discussion or, you know, how, how things went and that discomfort would be very normal. And it doesn't, it's not an indicator that you've done something wrong. If, if, if it's new for you to be not just identifying needs, but also trying to speak for them and advocate, it's going to feel uncomfortable. And, and knowing that and, and having something in mind that can help you um, re-regulate after the mm. 
the awkward, you know, what might be an awkward or uncomfortable situation. So you talk about that state of the nervous system. If, if that's a bit dysregulating, then also having in mind something you can do to help yourself re-regulate. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's about, you know, experience and all that, but there are going to be times where people don't respond in the way that you might want and need. And I think it's that offer doesn't mean you need to change your need. And just that it's not about like, people's response or things like that doesn't mean you can't try again or go to someone else just because sometimes you might get rejected or have a bad response from one person doesn't mean that everybody's like that Mm -hmm. and that's the thing I think we need to remember just because you say to your boss and your boss might go oh well I'm sorry you need to do it now and you're like okay you know and you know it doesn't mean that you know another boss or someone else is not going to be like that and I think that's really important to you know there are going to be mistakes there are going to be people that that don't are not able to take your boundary and make that happen or be able to compromise themselves and I think it's it's you know as long as you communicate with those good intentions and walk away reflect and come back you know I think that's really it's almost like you've got to be kind of that kind of problem solving and and that kind of possibilities and that this is not always going to work out Yeah. I mean, and I I just heard you say that word mistake. And I think it's also, you know, just like we're calling out the the possibility or the likelihood of discomfort. There's going to be mistakes in this process because we're all imperfect and we're all just learning along the way and doing the best we can. So it's really okay if you make mistakes in the process and it's just important to be willing to apologize or to own it or to bring it up with the other person or the team or whatever your scenario is that you're communicating with um, and and conveying that you have good intentions in the situation can go a long way too. I think that's really crucial, you know, owning it, you know, you know, I've had it before when I said to people, you know, I need this and they go, why? I don't understand why you need that. Like, no. And that, and that, you know, that was hard and, and that was hard. And now I have mm-hmm. to go away and go, is it me? Shouldn't I be asking for this? But then I went to my other friend and said, I need this. And they said, okay. And then mm-hmm. I know that they're a safe person. And the other place, if I'm going to go there, I need to go in the day where I don't need the lights on. This actually happened a few weeks ago. And that's what's happened. They, they, they didn't respond very well. And that's fine. And I just, I, it doesn't mean that I, I need to go with what they need. Or what they want it just means that I just need to offer something different but maybe not with them but maybe with myself you know I need to go in the day because I do need to not have the big light on so it's just that thing of of doesn't mean it's you right right yeah wow very deep topic for three sessions I know (laughs) It's such an important topic though. I mean, we mm. were even just talking right before this, how in in some way, just about every coaching session, there's something about boundaries, even if it's mm. not directly labeled as such, that it's yeah. just such a huge part of our yeah. all day, everyday lives. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So step three is AO, acknowledge, offer. But doing that in your space, in your time to be able to do that. So, you know, try it. Try the step one, two. And then in that area of your life, try, accept, offer. Try it with somebody 
with someone that you you know gone model look how other people do it find your way of doing it we're just giving you a step to make it a little bit easier so that because sometimes we can make it out to be such a big thing when you know sometimes it's just I need the light off and your friend goes okay you know and then you've moved on and you've spent two hours thinking about it whatever you need in order to feel comfortable then do that yeah any last thoughts Holly well I I am just enjoyed our conversations on this topic so much and I just encourage those who've listened to to take what feels right and to just move forward gently and slowly because this is a this is a lifelong process of learning how to do all these different things that we've talked about yeah and I don't know about you but it it continues to keep going for myself most definitely (laughs) the work will never end the work will never end (laughs) no and just because we're here talking about it doesn't mean that we've got it all together and we've got boundaries set in every part of our lives you know it just Absolutely. means that, that we you know we we keep going and that's it and I, and I my last thought is just to that this doesn't need to be a finished piece you know boundaries are really important and the reason why we put them in place is to protect ourselves and to put our own needs first and then we can then compromise with other people and that but I just want you to know just because you're rejected doesn't mean that you don't deserve to have a boundary. Everybody deserves a boundary yeah. and everyone deserves their needs to be met. That is so yeah. true. Yeah. Okay. So we leave today with another great episode and we're going to leave, put, we're going to put all the, we've got some things to put below. Um, but if you want more information on this, go reach out and look at boundaries yourself. There's so many different ways that you can do to set them. And if you need help, then reach out to coaches like ourselves. And because it's, you don't have to do this on your own. I hope you come back, you learn, listen, and experience the world through not my eyes, our eyes. Why not? Have a great week. And we're out. Dear Diary, as Indigo Hub's process goes on, it makes me stop and wonder. Could there be more for us? More light, more experience, and more ways to see the world through our own eyes. I think this journey will be...